Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David Medeiros, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. All right, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Me and David here today talking about all the great things that are wind and solar. Got a question for David today. I've heard this a little bit here lately and want to run into this battery question. And always batteries are always a great great source of conversation here at the podcast. Question I've got and I'm interested to get David's take on this is let's say you've got you've got a handful of new batteries. And brand new, so they should all be the exact same wear and tear, etc. on them. But we're getting some voltage differences amongst those batteries. What what would you typically look at to kind of troubleshoot that and figure out why why would we be getting some voltage differences between these batteries that should be just the exact same? First thing that we're going to do, we're going to ask you the number of batteries you have. And for this instance, let's tell me, you told me that you have eight batteries. Now, they're six-volt batteries, and you've also said that they were a 24-volt system. So that tells me that you have two banks of batteries, series together, and twenty. you've taken four and series them together to make 24 volts. And then you have two banks of those running at 20, and then you've paralleled those together. So I series them together to get my voltage, and then I parallel them together. Now, the next question I'm going to ask you is where do you have your cables, your inverter cables hooked to this unit at, and or your consumption cables? That doesn't just have to be inverter. It can be lights, can be DC appliance, can be other things. So your consumption cables, and also where do you have your production cables? So your charge controller or your wind turbine charge, any anything that's putting power into the batteries. Where do you have these hooked? Where, and if you told me that. I have on bank one, I have my positive on bank one, and I have my negative on bank two. I'm going to tell you to go and hook that immediately because you are wrong. You do not have it hooked up correctly, and you are doing what they call water following the batteries. So you're putting all the power that you're generating and all the consum- power that you're consuming all right, hold is on. coming off of one battery bank. Okay, so when you say bank one and bank two, you're talking about the positive and negative on the same battery. On the same bank of batteries. On so the same I, on, bank. So the, a bank of batteries is the four. Okay. We're going to call the bank of batteries is the four batteries that that made up the series of batteries. So if I'm looking if I'm looking at my batteries and I'm going left to right on them. Okay. So I've got battery one, two, three, four. That's a series bank one. Okay. So I've got a cable on my far left hand one battery, say on the positive. Okay. And then my far right hand battery, I've got it on the negative. Okay. That would be fine if you only had one bank. But if I've got a second row behind that... You're going to put the negative on bank two's negative on the back. So same same side, right? polar opposites. So the same side that you were going to put it on a minute ago, you're going to move it the battery back. You're going to go to the farthest bank away. And, that, and that's what I was about to say. So you want it as far from each other as possible. Right. And that's going to produce even electron flow throughout the entire series of batteries and then... And then it will jump to the, and it, then it has to get 
to the back batteries as well. And to do that, it has to run through the electron flow, has to run through that bank of batteries as well, and will run at an even rate. So positive's got to find negative, negative's got to find positive, so it's going to go through all those batteries evenly to find each other. And that's, that's when we're dealing with a flooded lead acid or an aqueous battery and or a any type of aqueous battery, which would be a flooded lead acid or a sealed AGM, it's still going to be a, there's still going to be a, a water-based battery. So when we're dealing with that, that's where we're going to hook up at. A lot of the new batteries in the lithium simplify being one of the ones that we carry, which we feel is probably one of the best batteries on the market right now for our industry. They're going to be, instead of having to put a bunch of batteries in, in a series to make a volt, to make your voltage, they're actually going to be voltage specific. They're going to make a 12 volt model, which we can order. We do not carry. It's pretty rare that we have people want them, but they also make it in a 24 volt and a 48 volt. That's actually built. It's, it's a battery that is already series inside. It's already made to that voltage. And so then when I have multiple batteries that I need to parallel together, Instead of the old standby, like we you do with our with our flooded lead acid or or even our North Star Blue batteries, instead of jumping one battery back to the next one with a cable, you're actually going to go to a a battery combiner box, and that's where the big question has started playing out: is people as these new battery technologies come on, and it's not so much from us that people have had problems from our design or from our telling how people, but it's just They've went with the old standby. Well, I've got these new batteries now. I've I've had these batteries for eight years, and they were a good Trojan battery, and they worked well for the. But now I don't want to change these every eight years. I'm gonna I've, and I've got the money to go ahead and buy these simplifies. I'm gonna go ahead and go with that. And so with that, they just hook it up the same way they did the old standby flooded lead acid, and it doesn't work well. It doesn't dispel the energy properly from the batteries. And what we found out through many, many years of testing, and this just isn't in lithium, but it is very important in lithium, that all cable links have to be exactly the same length when converting multiple batteries into a combiner box. So, for instance, maybe I have five batteries in a row, the farthest battery being six foot from my combiner box, so I need six foot cables, and my, and my closest battery is one foot away. Well, old tradition would have told us to just short wire, short wire, long wire, longer, longer, <laughs> longer, longer. And what happens is the exact same thing that we were getting before. We're starting to get the waterfall effect that it's using more power out of battery one because it's a shorter electron flow. And so whatever's using that energy is getting it more power from battery one than it would be from battery two and so on and so forth down the line. And so what it's, people are having is premature failure of their battery because they think that the batteries themselves you think well i'm getting it down to 80 percent dod well you may be getting it down to 80 percent dod on battery five but on battery one you may have went past 100 percent dod and actually shut the battery down in some cases in some cases that we've seen and so that's that's the issue now coming back around we've also found that that's a big shortcoming in the in the aqueous systems as well so from here out, that's how we are teaching and and how we are designing systems. We are going with same cable lengths, no matter the battery battery chemistry, because we have found that it actually dispels energy more evenly. So you don't have that despair, despairing 
I'm going to go to battery one and check it. No charge, nothing's happening on it. And I checked it and it's 12, six and everything's ran exactly the same way. And I went over to battery four and I checked it and it was 12, two. So what happened today, you know, or I went to bank two and everything was at 12, four and everything on bank one was at 12, six, you know, and it's the same thing. It's just because we're, and it's very similar in how you're hooking up when you're doing a series connection as well. Series is not as as important, but it is important to do it as the same as on that as well. But your 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 series, you want your you definitely want your the cable links from bank one and bank two to be the same length because it could happen exactly the same way. If it if it can't if it's traveling faster through bank one and something's pulling energy from it, then bank one's giving that voltage quicker than bank two would be giving it if it had longer cables on it. So that's something that we've that we've been looking into. We do a lot of research in our products, and this is something that, matter of fact, we, there's even a rack that we had and that had different lengths cables on it, and and that's where the, the one of the problems was in line. We was there was a telecommunication person that we knew, and and they kept having failure on batteries sooner than than the norm would be. We found out that that's exactly what they were doing. They had multiple banks, and they had them in different areas of the building. But everything feeding, well, they would have this one bank would always fail way beyond before the other banks would fail. It was still giving the energy, and so they weren't out checking it. But it was it was running those batteries almost to dead. Now they weren't lithiums; they were the blue technology. But it was running them almost to dead. So they were getting, you know, three and four years of life out of them at, at best. Most of the time, they're getting two years. Whereas a lot of the other batteries in the in the system, they were getting the seven, eight, nine years and ten plus in some of them on the other banks. So they knew that there was an issue there. And then that's what it wound up being. It was, was the length of the actual cable. So what we're kind of saying here is, I mean, electricity in this instance, again, just proving more and more of the, the plumbing analogy. So right. electricity is going to take the path of least, least resistance, resistance and, a, and a shorter wire is going to pull from there more right. than, a, than a longer wire. So what I heard you say too is, this has really this is not a new issue it's just an issue that the new technologies that's right it's bringing it to light kind of brings it more to light right. and our old tried and true workhorse lead acid right it probably didn't hurt them it didn't hurt them as as bad lead acid batteries even though they're not they're the least of the three as far as being efficient and and they're still the workhorse. I mean, you can beat on them and beat on them, and they're just going to just do their job. If they've got the power to do it, they're going to do their job. Now, they're like a beast of burden. They may fall over and die a lot quicker. <laughs> you know, It's the old farm truck versus the Ferrari. I mean, you're not going to go out through the field bouncing through your, with your Ferrari. I mean, but you don't care to take the old work truck and go bouncing through the field with it. You know, That's what you're coming up with here. I mean, as people are starting to spend, you know, 20 three twenty four hundred dollars per battery in some cases needing six of these batteries i mean you're talking a, a 12 to fifteen thousand dollar price tag and higher i mean so if you were if you were to go out and look at say you're you know you're off grid go out and looked at your battery bank and you see where you have a situation where your your cables are mismanaged like this i mean would you five alarm call and get them swapped out or if you if you had if you had lead acid batteries that were eight years old, would you 
would you keep rolling the dice and wait? <laughs> or, or how would you look? I mean, obviously, if you had a lithium battery, you need to you need to get swapped out. Now, quick asterisk here. Does this violate any warranties anywhere? On the simplified, it won't violate your warranty, but what it will do is cause premature failure of the battery. Whereas you should be able to get anywhere from about 20 to 25 years, maybe plus on these, you might find that your battery dies in 10 years in one month and they got a 10 year warranty. Yeah. And then, uh oh, you know, your cost per watt really goes up at that, at that right, point. Right. You know, so, and Wes and I have, we went over the math, you know, hundreds of ways and hundreds of times trying to, and cost per watt, lithium batteries are by far the, the most efficient battery and the and most cost effective battery. It's just that upfront costing is is usually the the hang up there. Yeah, but a ten year ten year and one month would but be if you're yeah, if you're screw that if you're up. looking yeah, but yes, that and that's exactly right. Because we base it on a certain number and if that number gets cut in half, then our cost per watt literally is gonna double. And so it's it's really so I would say you uh, going back to you said if we got eight year old batteries and I still put it as a pretty high priority. I mean, but in the same respect, I find anything that to be wrong in a system needs to be fixed immediately. Be as it doesn't cost you anything or it does cost you something, it needs to be fixed. I mean, if you want to get the most efficient especially if you're off grid, if you want to be the most efficient and more than likely, if you're off grid, there's, there's either one or two reasons. The power company is so far away from you that it's just cost prohibitive, or you're wanting to be more cost efficient. You're actually wanting to be cost efficient, make your own electricity. You want to be efficient. And by not doing this, you're actually going against yeah, your whatever, own principle. Honey. Whatever your reasoning is right. for that. It, you it's, know, you're, uh, you're, if you're, if you're off grid due to the, there's no power grid coming in, then you definitely want to be the most efficient you can, you know. So you're going to be without power in right, a little while, you know. So yeah, so you definitely want to. You would definitely want to. And I mean, even even in in kind of any scenario, if you had to do a replacement on even a large number of batteries, it couldn't be. It's not going to be that much. And a lot of it now, you can look back and see that. Let's just say, for instance, that you had three banks of batteries, and all these three banks of batteries. And let's say they're simplifiers where you're having to go to the combiner box with them. And you had the one foot and the three foot and the five foot. You know, well, the five foot still. Five foot is still good. Yeah. Still good. All you have to buy is the three and the one footer. You know, just get rid of them and don't splice them. Don't try to do anything like that. I mean, you're just going to have to buy four more five foot cables is all you're buying. So yeah. it's not like you're having to trash your whole system. You're just having to replace the ones that need to be replaced, you know. And so that's what I would tell you there, you know. And if if it was on the backward side of that, maybe maybe the three footer would cover all of it by just moving the battery bank. Well, then now you just cut down your five footers down to three footers, and then you go buy your just for the one. You just go buy your ones for the one footers. So we got a great customer base, and and they're going to know how to you know to improvise. But there again, wiring is a very very important part of your. It's the number one thing that we sell. I mean, with any system, if we're selling, if we're selling a turbine, we're selling wiring. If we're selling solar, we're selling wiring. If we're selling batteries, we're selling wiring. You know, so it goes along with all of our systems. So it's very important. And I know I talk on a lot, but it's a very important part of our systems and having it properly sized and properly. And when I say sized, I don't just mean the the gauge. I actually mean the lengthening of it too. Yeah, I mean wiring. You, you don't get a. An A, a B, or a C, it's kind of a pass-fail. Right. You either got it right or you don't. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and not having it right is 
not where you very, <laughs> very, very bad for very bad very very yeah. expensive so yeah. okay i think we've kind of we yeah. good on that yep all right well thanks for tuning in and we'll put this one in the books and bring you another one as soon as we can thanks a lot thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today if you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast email us at radio at mwands.com You can follow us on our website, mwands.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwands.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's doggy chicken treats coming. Thanks again.